0: and Silas exited Freda Schuller's apartment. A smoldering cigar passes between them as they begin to make their way from the building and down the street. Thick rain sizzled on its embers, and their feet splashed through puddles which collected across the edges of the sloped streets.
1: So, how mad is he?
0: Have you ever seen Ezra mad? He's
2: more disappointed. If you ask me, the guilt those looks of his will give you is worse than anything he could say. And the others? Eli's pretty pissed. Doubt Alistair cares all that much.
1: What about you?
2: I've gotten used to it by now, but I don't much like it, and I keep praying that you'll stop one of these days.
1: Silas, look, I...
2: Don't worry about it, Herodias. Besides, I know what you're going to say. So, you're
1: not mad? (laughs)
2: Didn't say that now, did I? I ain't about to drop to my hands and knees and... Plant my cheeks between yours and tell you that you're a special little angel. The truth of it all is, you fucked up, Herodias. The reason behind it don't matter all that much now, does it? I understand why you go about it. And I reckon if I were you, I'd be doing the same thing. Regardless, you can't wade through bars all day, Herodias. You got responsibilities. I'm sure Eli will tell you when he talks your ear off. Your little mistake here might have killed some folks we could have saved otherwise. We'll have to wait a week or so before heading off to what remains a fry stack. From there, follow the trail of devastation and loss in the Undertaker's wake, until by the grace of God, we manage to catch up with the son of a bitch.
0: A heavy silence fell over the pair, and in it, the red cherry of the cigar continued to burn down the length of the tobacco. Herodias tried to speak up, But as her voice caught in her throat, the words turned into a penitent mew.
1: Silas, what do I do now?
0: Well, what is it that you feel like
2: doing?
1: Whatever I can to get away from here.
2: I didn't think you were the type to take the easy route out.
1: Continually running isn't that easy. (sighs) You can't even begin to imagine how tired I am, Silas.
0: Out of the side of his eye, Silas quickly glanced over her. She trailed slightly behind him, doing her best to match his long stride while nursing a persistent limb. Her chest heaved with short, shallow breaths, and as she walked, she tried in vain to rub the weariness from her sunken eyes. I reckon I can gather.
1: So, what do you think I should do then?
2: I'd start by telling them the truth. Tell them you made a mistake, and stand there and take whatever they throw at you. If you can manage to survive that, either make strides to change if you don't much care for what you are now or embrace what you currently are and accept the continual consequences that it will bring then tell me, Silas what
1: am I? because you're making running away sound like a better option
2: a drunk, a bitch, a sinner
1: I didn't choose this I
2: know you didn't choose to be one any more than Alistair chose to be a negro you didn't get a say in what you are, Ava the church chose that for you you are Herodius now. You have a duty, a responsibility. A crucial one, I might add. Without you, we'd all burn. Speaking of which, I know you don't hear it enough, Ava, but thank you. Even though it weren't you who decided to be our savior, you are nonetheless. No one around here shows gratitude enough for that.
1: What happened to not telling me I'm a special little angel?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it up. I've been meaning to smack you across the head for ages now.
0: Silas and Herodias turned onto a long road, at the end of which the Garni-Le Hotel sat wedged between two much larger buildings. Beneath its purple canopy, seated at the wrought-iron tables provided by the staff, Elijah, Alistair, and Ezra took shelter from the rain. Elijah paced down the length of the canopy, hands clasped firmly behind his back. Alistair lazily talked with Ezra, who looked between a telegram in his hands and Alistair. The few other men and women huddled beneath the canopy stand at its edge as far from Alistair as possible. Herodias spent the rest of the short jaunt in silence. As they approached the hotel, Ezra looked up from the letter and smiled. Alistair leaned in close to Ezra, patting his shoulder with a sneer. Elijah ran from the cover of the canopy out into the rain to greet them. He wrapped his arms around Silas in a hug and turned to guide them to the safety of the canopy, without sparing any notice for Herodias.
3: Silas! We got a telegram from Cardinal Busani. He wants us to head towards somewhere named Durinbar instead of Frystack.
2: What's in Durinbar that's so important?
3: There's a witch there, apparently.
2: Just a witch? sure? Can't imagine why some witch
0: is more important than the Undertaker.
3: Ezra has the telegram if you need to look it over.
0: The three arrived outside the hotel and ducked beneath the drooping canopy. Ezra stood and pulled Herodias into a tight embrace.
4: Ava, I'm so glad you're alright. I was worried something happened to you when you missed that train.
1: Nothing out of the ordinary, Ezra.
4: Maybe, but what's ordinary to you is utterly foreign to me. Once we board our train to Klagenfurt, you'll have to tell me some of
5: your stories.
4: It's always fascinating to hear things from your perspective.
5: I'll tell you all about her perspective, Ezra. She stalks around the watering hole, watching the gazelle as they prance about. She patiently lurks in shadowy corners, drinking away at whatever liquor she can pour down her gullet or fills her lungs with that abhorrent smoke. And when one of the herd unwittingly makes the mistake of straying too far from the rest, she begins her ruse. Slowly over time, she lures her prey further away from the herd until the gazelle is deceived and no longer sees her like a lioness trying to satisfy its hunger, and instead sees her as one of the herd, another gazelle. And when the gazelle takes her back to their den, they find only her open maw waiting to devour them whole.
1: Wow, that was dramatic. Get all that off your chest, did you? Come on, Alistair, there's no need to be jealous. After all, as you continually tell us, you're free from the shackles of our faith. You could be out every night with a new woman if you like, throwing back drinks and puffing away on cigars, but instead you choose to pore over dusty old books every night. Why do you think that is, Alistair?
5: Oh, yes. My mistake, Herodias. Please forgive me for being restrained by human decency for my ability to not compulsively spit out lies and throw my sex at everything that crosses my path. All right, all right. We should be celebrating,
4: not bickering you two.
3: Celebrating?
4: Yes, we're reunited again. Why shouldn't we celebrate?
3: Ezra, I'm happy she's back too, but she's not the prodigal son. She didn't come back. You sent Silas to fetch her and force her to come home. There was no choice on her part, no remorse, no admission, just your leash yanking her along.
4: What's wrong, Elijah? (sighs) Nothing. Go on, Elijah. Uh,
3: How can you forgive her so quickly?
4: We forgive, Elijah. We don't condemn.
3: Do we forgive those who aren't contrite?
4: We forgive all, Elijah.
3: Well, maybe you should stop forgiving her, Ezra. Maybe it's time you punish her. People are going to die, Ezra. To none of you understand that? People are going to die because she couldn't be bothered to show up again. Look, Eli, I'm sorry. Don't say you're sorry. I am. How can you be sorry when this happens everywhere we go?
2: Keep it down, Eli. We are putting on a show for these folks.
3: Don't take her side, Silas.
2: Watch your tone, Eli, and I already wagged my finger at her enough on the way back. What I will be reminding you of, though, is that our affairs are our own.
0: Elijah tore his gaze away from Herodias, tears sprinkling the ground at his feet. He took
5: in a deep breath and, with a shaky voice, asked,
3: Why, Herodias?
5: Because she's sick, Elijah. That's why. Her body is dependent on the alcohol she intakes every night, the smoke she inhales, and the sexual release those whores provide her. It's sad, really.
1: Don't listen to him, Eli. I'm not sick. Then tell me why. Please. I need to know. Look, kid, I can't explain it to you, alright? You
3: wouldn't get it. Try to! Damn it! Try and make me understand!
0: Herodias opted to study her boots instead of replying. But as time drew on and the silence grew thicker, she spoke out.
1: Have you ever been drunk, kid? No. A lot of people think alcohol is like this magic potion that takes your pain away, but it doesn't. It barely even makes you numb. But it can make you feel warm, you know? Briefly warm. And as someone who spent her whole life feeling cold, I'll take all the warmth I can get. I just want to be happy, Elijah. And I get to be happy when I can exist without hearing the cries of the men that I've shot. When I get to sleep at night without dreaming of the fields of corpses that I've had to kill for you and Ezra and Silas. I get to be happy when I get to empty my mind out and forget about everything. When I get to be free from my memories. I drink because I want to be happy, Elijah. Is that such a crime?
3: What? That doesn't make any sense. If it all comes back, then why would you keep drinking?
1: The trick is to never be sober.
3: So you let all of those people die because you wanted to be numb to the world. Do you think the family in Edrine had the luxury of being numb when that Deva ripped open that woman's stomach and ate her baby while she screamed and begged for death? No. You're just a selfish, sad, pathetic woman, aren't you?
4: Elijah, that's enough.
3: No, Ezra, no, it's not enough. I don't know why you worship her. I don't know why I idolized her. Look at her, she's barely even human.
0: Herodias, out of fear of showing the others the redness of her eyes, refused to look at Elijah. Barely able to contain the cries welling up in her throat, she choked out,
3: What does a child like you know about humanity? I know enough not to put my pity before innocent lives. When do you plan on learning that lesson, Herodias?
0: Eli, go cool off.
3: Cool off? Silas, I'm- Now!
0: The others beneath the canopy jumped and quickly dispersed into the rain. Elijah clenched his fist and with his jaw taut stormed off into the hotel. Herodias took a deep breath then folded her arms and turned away from Silas.
2: I don't need
1: you to take care of me.
0: Everybody needs someone to care about them.
1: Only the weak depend on others, Silas.
0: So,
4: do you think I'm weak, Ava?
0: She
5: refused to look at any of the men gathered around the table.
4: It's alright, Ava.
5: I can't attest to the rest of you, but personally, I'm enjoying the show. It's always fascinating to view how you holy men of faith handle disagreements. Now, while I hate to end the show so soon, don't we have business to discuss?
0: Right. Eli mentioned Busoni sent a telegram?
5: Ezra tried
0: to offer Herodias a smile, but she refused the gesture. Ezra frowned, and after a last glance at Herodias, looked down at the telegram.
4: Yes, the Cardinal wants us to head to Klagenfurt, and from there to hire a carriage to take us to a small town nearby Durenbar, I think it was. We're supposed to meet up with Bishop Edmund Martin. His congregation has been terrorized there by a witch. Every night, someone in Durnbar goes missing. And every night, Bishop Martin has the same woman killed for her witchcraft. The same woman? According to the bishop's reports, yes, Antoinette Hosp. After Antoinette's husband, Janos Hosp, vanished the night prior, the bishop had Antoinette hung in the town square. She was buried later that night. The next morning, however, Antoinette walked through the streets once more her tongue cut from her mouth, and the second victim, Anton Pfizer, had vanished. The bishop had her stoned in the town square. Through the week to follow, he had her pressed, drawn and quartered, tarred, beheaded, drowned, and shot. The next day, however, Antoinette would always appear again, unscathed, and another man would disappear. How's that
5: possible? How can she just defy death? Because she isn't a witch. What is she then? I'll need further information before I can be certain of the specifics. How about giving us the broad strokes at least? Because unlike the rest of you, I tend to collect my thoughts before spewing incoherently. (sighs) She's a daughter of necromancy. If she was hung, stoned, pressed, etc., she has a corporeal form which rules out any apparitions. Regardless of what she is or isn't, if the bishop would have had her burned, he would have saved us all a headache. Her tongue was cut from her mouth the second time? This show up more than once? Every time she showed up after her first death, yes. Why bother asking for clarification if you aren't going to consider it? Considered it.
4: Ezra, any mentions of why the public executions? After the annexation of Austria-Hungary for Mises... The bishop is having some problems trying to appeal to his congregation. It sounds like he's hoping his grandiose efforts will remind his people of the power of God.
5: The power of God can't even keep one woman dead? And you all question my agnostic tendencies when in earnest it should be I that questions your faith.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a habit you so clearly do not have.
5: Weren't the annexation
4: years ago? It was, but... It takes time for people to adjust, especially after such a troubling ordeal. Unfortunately, the Imperial Church doesn't seem to understand that people will not submit solely because there's a gun in their face. What about the missing men? Any sign of them since their untimely disappearance? None mentioned in the report.
1: Why would the witch take the men, but not kill them?
4: Who knows? We're gonna have to figure it out for ourselves.
2: Why is the Cardinal keen on us going after this Antoinette instead of hunting down the
4: Undertaker? He mentioned God spoke to him. God said it was urgent. We hid
5: there as soon as possible. So the will of God is to let the Undertaker continue to rampage unchecked across Europe? I don't know the will of God, but it seems that way, yes. And you don't have a
4: problem with that? I have faith in my God. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Even if that will is for the innocent to slaughter each other, why the hell would this be the will of God? My favorite part of faith, my friend, is that I never have to ask that question. Please tell me one of you has a problem with this. It doesn't sound right to me either, but I trust
2: you, Ezra. You want me to go to Durembar with you? Then I'll be right by your side.
1: I am a slave to the church. I'll do as I'm told.
5: Then I hope they tell you to burn! They already did.
0: Alistair rolled his eyes and swiftly departed from the table. Was that necessary?
1: When do we leave?
4: Our train is at first light.
0: Herodias nodded, then entered into the Garni-Leratol, placing a hand on Ezra's shoulder as she passed. Ezra followed soon after, but separated from her upon finding Elijah, praying and reading over the black leather Bible in the lobby. He watched briefly from a distance, a smile on his face before he headed to his room. In the darkness of the hotel room, he sunk into his bed and quickly drifted off
5: to sleep. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to The Clergyman Immortal Woman, a leeched talent production, written and directed by N.E. Gonzorn, produced and audio engineered by James Quesada, Music compositions and sound design by Maddie Gosshorn. Narrated by Seth Weeks and with voice acting by the following talented cast members. Hannah Reinhard as Herodias. Zan Kramer as Silas. Maddie Goshorn as Elijah. Jeff Williams as Ezra. And Vinay Nariani as Alistair. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a rating and a review to help other people discover the show. Check us out on social media and on the web by following the links in the show description. Thanks again for listening, and keep the faith.